When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Welcome in. little bonus episode on this Tuesday here on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I'm Phil. That's Judd. We've got Declan over here, our executive producer over here. And um, the show is presented by our friends over at TCL. You're probably watching a lot of fun playoff games, hopefully on your TCL TV. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL brings you more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. Um I, just a random question before we get into the pecking order today. And ordinarily, we do our pecking orders on Mackie and Judd, but we're giving you some, especially during this free agency lead up, we're going to give you some bonus Purple Daily stuff here. So I am uh, I am stealing pecking order from Mackie and Judd <laughs> and moving it to Purple Daily today. And I will rank for you. You're the latest. Everyone's stealing stuff. Our stuff Greeny did his re- People were pointing out that Greeny did reckless speculation this morning on GetUp, and we have... Well, well, yeah, we we gave him permission three years. Well, ago. I know that, but I I didn't see. Uh, and it's, he did yeah. it again, and and his co-host hated it at the time. Yes, Dominic Foxworth was like, "What is this? This is stupid." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. He, so the vaccine is Mike Greenberg came on our show, and he used to come on our show quite a like I don't know, four times a year or something when we were doing uh, four hours of live radio every day. And uh, we would just like invent new segments with him. Although we have been doing reckless speculation for a while. And he said, I really like this. This is great. Do you mind if I, can I use this on ESPN? And he did. He brought it. I think it was the next morning he brought it to get up on ESPN. Reckless speculation. We're going to speculate recklessly about things that might happen. Yep. Uh, I think Tom Brady is going to wind up with the Bucks. And Dominic Fox was like, what are we doing? Yeah, this is (laughs) And like he said, they all looked at him like, this is the stupidest thing we've ever heard. We're like, no, Greedy gets it. But he brought he brought it back today. I'm going to give you a list of the five things through all the up all the things that are up in the air right now. The defense and the defensive coordinator, everything. Five things the Vikings can build around that can center themselves. Okay, but I had a, I had a thought last night, just kind of thinking about what could have been if the Niners had somehow won that game. Who would be playing quarterback for the 49ers in the Super Bowl if they had somehow won that game? with Brock Purdy out for six months with a torn UCL. Uh, Josh Johnson in concussion protocol, maybe he maybe he gets back for the Super Bowl. 
Does Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo come back? Where's Garopp- yeah, where's Garoppolo at? Well, wasn't he like evaluated on on going into championship week and he said, no, he's still out. So I am assuming they would probably rush like hell to get Jimmy G active for that game. Probably, right? It would just a hobbled. You know who I wanted to Jimmy see? Garoppolo. I wanted Christian McCaffrey to play. After Josh Johnson got, got hurt, and it was very clear that Purdy just couldn't throw the football. Yeah. I wanted, come on, let's have some fun. Yeah, apparently he said Christian he, McCaffrey. He couldn't throw the football more than 10 yards in the air. After yeah, the, he threw a couple Purdy? of screen yeah. passes and stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but his, his UCL is dangling gone, off his elbow. Yeah, that'll it's going to cause it. It's going to cause some problems with trying to throw <laughs> a football to try and drive the ball downfield, as they like to say in football. Yeah. Yes. Football. All right. I have for you guys five things through all the uncertainty going into the offseason. Five things the Vikings can and should build around. Okay? Okay. What are their pillars? What can they hang their hat on? What's going to be there in the end for them to say, okay, this is this is who we are. This is what we're going to build around. We'll start with number one, the obvious, Justin Jefferson. The best wide receiver in the NFL. Do you guys still feel like that you're watching Jamar Chase in the playoffs? JJ had a few kind of weak games at the end of the season. Do you still feel like he is the best wide receiver in the NFL? At times I do, but I mean, he's top three. So if you're top three, like, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think that there is a, like a definitive set. He's always one. I mean, Jamar Chase looks like he's the best at times. There's certain guys that probably rotate into that mantle. But I think it's fair to say that if I get if I could pick three and Jefferson was one of those three, I'd feel pretty good about it. Yeah. So yes, I agree with your assessment. Yeah, he's, he's probably still one of the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's is he the is he the type of guy that you you just pay with no hesitation? Because I think we all have said that. I do think a little bit more deeply about that after the Kansas City Chiefs thing that we just did on the the other episode of Purple Daily, where the, the Chiefs had to decide, okay, we have a highly paid quarterback, we have a highly paid tight end, which the Vikings are about to, that's, that's amazing. Something's got to go because we also have to build a defense, offensive line, et cetera. And so they did say goodbye to Tyreek Tyree Kill. But I think, like, in that equation of highly paid quarterback, highly paid tight end, highly paid wide receiver, I think the Vikings are more likely to go highly paid tight end, highly paid receiver, right. maybe one more year of a highly paid quarterback or two, and then get much cheaper and younger at at that position. Mm-hmm. So, um, so at least you know that you can build around Justin Jefferson. Number one, number two, franchise offensive tackles. When's the last time you guys felt this great about the Vikings' offensive tackle situation? Oh, it's been a long time. I I mean. I didn't feel as good, but the last time I felt really, really comfortable was Lode Holt McKinney. Like, yeah, that's like Bryant was a screw up. Fifteen years ago, Bryant was a screw up. But I mean, at the end of the day, he was damn good. When Phil first get, got here, I mean, he was a mammoth man who was good. Stepped, if I'm not mistaken, to go back to our earlier PD episode, he stepped right in and started, um, which is what you want. So. Wow. That's probably the last time that I felt really confident. I think the I think this duo is better, but that but beyond that, I mean, it's been just the revolving door of Mac Khalil, who unfortunately didn't work. Riley Reef was fine, yes. but he was fine. You know, uh, yeah. Darius strikes me as a Pro Bowl player. Like he's, I think he's going to be a pillar Pro Bowl player for years to come. 
I mean, Darisaw is on a rookie-scale contract through 2025. He's only 23 years old. Brian O'Neill is still only 27 years old, and he's under contract through 2026. So now there are some questions about he's got a partially torn Achilles, which makes you a little bit nervous. Yeah, a concern, yeah. But he should be able to come back and have at least, like, three more years of prime left, and then maybe the last year of that contract gets a little bit weird. But you're looking at a, at least a three-year window of two franchise tackles that, as of right now, are both in pro football focuses, top 10 overall tackles for overall offensive tackle grade. I just went back, uh, and, and I didn't mean to spoil a potential random Viking of the week for Thursday, but I was like, who was the starting right tackle for the Vikings when they beat the Packers in 04 in Lambeau at the Wild Card weekend? So at left tackle was Bryant McKinney. Right tackle, do we want to take any guess just really quick? Because I've never heard of this guy. Mike Absolutely. Rosenthal? No. Um, oh, my God. This was our AG. Yeah, Aaron uh, uh, Goldberg. Adam Goldberg. Goldberg. Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> good pull. That's a, was he a, really? A blast from I have no idea who oh he was. God. That would have been a really good random. It could still be a good random. Interesting. Yes. One of us. One of us. Nice that. guy. All right, number three. <laughs> Very nice guy. Cover. Things the Vikings can build around. Not Adam Goldberg anymore. He's too old, unfortunately. But a guy that's only 25 years old and a former number eight overall pick that probably still has some untapped upside, TJ Hawkinson. So he finished second in the NFL among tight ends in both receptions and yards behind Travis Kelsey. Led all tight ends with 15 contested catches in 2022. 15. The next really? closest was 10. Yes, Pat Fryermuth had 10. So a lot of Kelsey's catches are just like him getting open because linebackers can't guard him, right? He's not. There's not as many contested catches for Kelsey. He's just kind of he's getting open a lot. Right. Um, so Hawkinson, very very reliable generally when, when he's in traffic. Again, 15 contested catches, Pat Fryermuth with 10. And keep in mind, sometimes it takes tight ends. Well, it took Travis Kelsey until he was 27 years old to record his first 1,000-yard season. Darren Waller didn't really break out until he was 26. And TJ Hawkinson, like I said, is only 25 years old. So I feel like we may not have seen the peak yet of TJ Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. No, that's a – that is, is I would say, just off the top of my head, Quasi's best move to date. Like that trade. Yeah. And again, you know what I loved about it? In season. I love this. I love this trend. Keep it up. But uh, yeah, that that tr- if they don't make that trade, they don't win thirteen games. I'm pretty certain of that. Yeah, I agree. And it sets them up too as as Thielen ages out. It just kind of sets them up with someone reliable. You know, if if you yep. don't find, you know, a T Higgins tier, Jamar Chase, you at least have TJ Hawkinson there that can catch 75, 80 passes and and uh, do some damage. All right, number four. I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball here because there's not a lot to hang your hat on. You're kind of fishing for things. Speed is what you should hang your hat on, both with what you have right now and with what you could acquire in free agency or get in the draft. I know some of these guys are banged up, and they haven't like shown you anything on the field yet, but Lewis Seen ran a 4 Andrew Booth Jr. ran a 4-3-8-40. Caleb Evans ran a 4-4-6. Brian Asamoa a 4-5. Josh Metellus a 4-5. There's some fast dudes 
running around out there, mostly on special teams or running to the cold tub in the, I was gonna say, seen, in the injury area. Seen and Booth scare me because I have no idea if they're still as fast. But that, to me, is the biggest thing. Like, that defense looked so slow and plodding. Yeah. If you can just get younger and faster, maybe you're not in the right place all the time. But, like, I'm watching some of these defenses in the playoffs and the closing speed of linebackers and the closing speed of defensive linemen. It's just different, especially linebackers. I mean, the, the the 49ers, the Bengals, the Chiefs, they've got linebackers that can close because they're not 31 years old, right? So just getting leaning into the speed, that's clearly what Quasey was trying to do. Let's just get a bunch of fast dudes running around here. And Kevin O'Connell kind of brought it up at his, his postseason uh, autopsy press conference too. Continue to get younger and faster on defense. Not being a smartass, but the scene thing does – frighten me a bit because it sounds like his recovery from that gruesome broken leg has gone well. But that being said, that was pretty bad. Uh, so I'm curious with seen to a large degree and Booth, just can he stay healthy? And a Caleb's problem is he suffered three concussions as a rookie. And that's a big deal now too. So yes, if these guys can play, absolutely. Um, but I do have some, I do have some concerns now about health because I think with those three, Scene, I think, is going to be set for training camp, I believe. But, like, okay, what's the recovery just to get back to playing football like, too? Hopefully not too long, but that's a real conundrum. Yeah. Or it's a real question. Yep. I mean, I don't know what precedent there is for, like, how much speed gets knocked off after an injury like that, but maybe you have lost a a half step. But before the injury, he was one of the faster players they could put out there, just straight 40 time. There's a difference between straight 40 time and, like, football play speed. Because processing has to do with that too. Like Eric Kendricks might play a little faster because he can process than Brian Asamoa. But if someone gets loose, I trust Brian Asamoa to track them down and make a play more than I would trust Eric Kendricks or Jordan Hicks. And I, I think, especially in the cases you're talking about Cena and Asamoa, what I like with those two as well is they love to hit. Like I want guys, that was part of my problem with the 2022 team was they had some physical players, but I didn't feel that they had that intimidation factor of like uh, like San Fran. Their defense was fast but intimidating too. I want them to I want them to embrace the physical nature of football because it feels like Zim had those teams previously, but it sort of ended around 2018. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like they're flying around football. out there as much, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you, you used to have Harry the Hitman. It doesn't feel like he's really been the hitman for five it's years. It's like Harry the it? Mailman now. Yeah, know. he's like, hey, what's hey going guys. on? Hi, everybody. Can I tackle you? <laughs> I don't know. I hope Harry the Hitman hears that and just Football. Uh, <laughs> takes it to another level. Next year. And then at number five, things the Vikings can hang their hat on and build around for 2023. Kevin O'Connell. And specifically... Kevin's ability to connect with players, get them to rise up in key situations, fourth quarters, big comebacks, etc. Um, you know, the Vikings didn't overhaul their roster much. They tweaked a couple pieces roster-wise, and they mostly whiffed on their 2022 draft, yet they still went from eight wins to 13. Well, but luck. Well, okay. Maybe luck gets you two or three. But they were... By, by him coming in, changing a culture, squeezing more out of Kirk in certain situations, highlighting Justin Jefferson more, 
getting in more targets right, uh, and just focusing on situational football, as he obsessively football. talked about in a good way. There's definitely things to poke at and criticize, and we have. But by and large, I think the Vikings are on to something with, uh, with Kevin O'Connell here. So I think you can, you can build around I like it. I like it. Judd, your, your, mic, your mic just uh, completely flipped up. It, it oh, no. Flipped up. Here, I'll Whoa. mute you. Yeah, I got him. I got him. That was incredible. What? What just happened? A little malfunction there. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Hold on. There we oh, go. There he is. He's back. back. He's back. He's back. Yeah. It connected itself to a different mic. On-air production <laughs> meeting. I just How many some... microphones do you have over there, guy? Just one. I troubleshooted, by... I troubleshooted. This is a great day. It's a red-letter day for me. Wow. Our head of IT here on Purple Daily. Yeah, I, I fixed Royce's computer. Now I just fixed my you, own. You didn't even need Finch Home Solutions in this case. No, I didn't. But you know what? Sorry. I, or... I, I ordinarily do. Because my friends from Finch, they come to my house and they say, Judd, you've got some problems here, but guess what? They're eminently fixable. We can fix them, and the best part is we can give you an honest assessment. We're not going to give you the runaround. We're not going to tell you you need this and that and blah, blah, blah. They'll tell me what I need, but they'll also say, here's what we can do, and that's why I value Finch. Cody and, and his team, they are my people now for electrical work in my home because just like with a car, I trust them to tell me not just the truth, what needs to be done, and how to safely get that done. And yes, Phil is right. I can't do those type of things by myself, nor should I. The best part right now, same day, and emergency services available at any hour. Also, Finch offering a free home safety inspection to all of our listeners. And be sure to tell them that you heard about Finch on Score North because there will be deals for you. FinchHomeSolutions.com, 612-357-2604. FinchHomeSolutions.com. Make them your guys as well because they will get whatever is wrong in your home fixed up. And uh, hello to our friends over at Federated Mutual Insurance Company as well. Federated has been around for over 100 years. They've been helping business owners like a great offensive line, a couple of great offensive tackles there to protect your business. You know, it can be uh, it can be elation as a business owner. It can also be very difficult at times navigating the choppy waters and Federated offers that guiding hand with a century-plus experience. So check them out, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. So to recap, and I have a mock for you guys, too. The five things I think you can build around if you're the Vikings and hang your hat on, Justin Jefferson, franchise offensive tackles, TJ Hawkinson, speed on defense, and Kevin O'Connell slash culture. Am I... Am I accurate? Am I missing anything? I think you're accurate. Um, I'm trying to think of if there is is another one that they can build upon, but I think that's a a solid list. I would say this too, though. I, I do think that to go to the O'Connell one, more of a I guess schematic standpoint than just also what he's done well overseeing the program is this one, the offense itself. I think there's huge strides here. I think there's huge strides when you look at. This offense was productive, but it wasn't consistently productive. And I think when you look at where this thing is going to end up as O'Connell and Quazy bring in the personnel that they see fit, like I, I think the next uh, couple of years are going to be incredibly interesting to watch because to me, 2022 was probably or should have been scratching the surface. 
Yeah. So, like, I do think that you can build, again, on the fact that you have a guy who is a very good offensive mind who can develop a quarterback and, most importantly, can mix in more ideas as the personnel comes in that there are probably – there's probably a decent amount of plays that we didn't see just because the personnel didn't suit that. And so, like, as you perfect those things, it's going to be really fun to watch. Or should be fun to watch. I mean, think about, like, the Niners and the Eagles – the different components, especially it's kind of unfortunate that the Niners had the quarterback problems they did in that game. They, they might have lost anyways, but, yes. God, they can just do so many things. You can line up different guys in different – you can run the same play seven different ways. And that's kind of what I think Kevin O'Connell wanted to do. And I think early in the season he was maybe doing even more, moving those chess pieces around. And then he realized, ah, oh, I can't really put Thielen in some of those situations. Maybe I can't put K.J. Osborne in some of those situations. Maybe Dalvin can't split out wide as much as a Christian McCaffrey or somebody. Yep. So that's why I, I, I wouldn't rule out drafting a running back sometime in the – I don't know if, if it's a first round, but I don't know if they're going to get the Texas kid. But it would it would be great to see just some more interchangeable parts here that you also wouldn't feel obligated if a matchup didn't make sense to have to give 18 – sometimes with, like, Dalvin – you felt like, oh, well, he's, we're paying him all this money, and yeah, we got to, yeah. So I didn't really like that, but I, I think you're probably right. But here, so, so here's something that I think has to change, though. So, like, w- when you're still talking about a guy that can come in Swiss Army knife type of back, right? You should be able to identify th- those guys on film, not from what they've. Not from the results, but just what you've seen. Like, that's where find that guy in the fourth round. Find that guy. Like, if you grind film, which these guys all do, and you are a smart offensive mind, which we think O'Connell is, right? I don't think that needs to be a first-round pick. I think that can be a fourth or fifth-round pick because what you've seen, you say, okay, this kid wasn't necessarily used in that way exactly, but I can mold this. I can craft this. You know, that's where I want the Vikings – to like it shouldn't be this miracle of miracles when they stumble upon a fifth round pick. Stefan Diggs, I mean, the guy doesn't need to be a Pro Bowl player. Yeah, how, the Chiefs found a seventh rounder from exactly. Rutgers who's just like one of their best weapons in the playoffs. Yeah, how do you incorporate who's that guy? Oh, uh, yeah, who who's a Wang Wu who can play? Yeah, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, those are things. Uh, what do you guys think? Let us know in the Purple Daily YouTube comment section if there's other things that you feel like the Vikings can sort of hang their hat on. And build around. I want to mock. Boys, we uh, we we missed this one last week. One of the the Mount Rushmore of mockers, Daniel oh. Jeremiah, released his 1.0 mock last week. Oh, whoa! What Moving happened? the sticks. Move the sticks. Who dropped the Who dropped the ball? Moving the stick. Well, you did. I think. Who's our behind the scenes draft uh, 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 person that's supposed to flag these things? Well, you're you're the head of IT and the yeah. head of mock draft searches on the, the internet. So this IT job is wearing me out, you guys. I, <laughs> I need a nap. So okay, we keep tabs on uh, the mock draft community and who they have going to the Vikings. So we've we gave Ooh. you earlier this week. We gave you the PFF mock. Where C, uh, is it Siaki Ika, the defensive tackle from Baylor? Draftblaster.com late last week had the Gopher center John Michael Schmitz going. Mel Kiper. Godfather mock had Emmanuel Forbes, the cornerback from Mississippi State, and we've gone through a bunch of other ones. We'll keep track for you over the coming weeks. But this is from Daniel Jeremiah, moving the sticks, NFL.com. He's got the Bears taking Jalen Carter, number one. The Texans taking Bryce Young, 
Number two, Will Anderson to the Cardinals. Will Levis to the Colts, so two quarterbacks off the board. Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher from Texas Tech, to the Sea Chickens. Uh, the Lions take oh. Devin Witherspoon, cornerback from Illinois. Uh-huh. Raiders take Peter Skoronsky, tackle from Northwestern. All right, I'm, I'm looking for quarterbacks here. C.J. Stroud, ninth to the Panthers. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Scrolling here. You see me scrolling. Oh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Wow, a little free fall for Anthony Richardson. This makes sense, though. I don't think he's I agree. He, he's he's not accurate. Uh so wow, the and no receivers? He's got no fourth quarterback, no receivers going all throughout the teens here. It's not a great receiver draft. That is there uh that's no. what I've read. Okay, and interesting. Anthony Richardson twenty two to the Ravens. <laughs> Oh. Trying to keep the, the mobility, the mobility and, intact. And Lamar's uncertain, future uncertain, right? He as is. As far as his contractual situation. Yep. And with the 23rd overall pick to the Minnesota Vikings, they select out of the University of Miami, cornerback Tyreek Stevenson. I want a mock! Mock! Stevenson has some flaws, but he's big, six foot two fourteen, fast and tough. He would be a significant addition to a porous Vikings secondary. You know what? I respect DJ a lot, so I'm going to say that 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 this this sounds very plausible. I think Jeremiah. Although I do think all of the, these guys have to start doing trades because it's far more fun when trades are made. Uh, this sounds very yeah. I could see this okay. big cornerback. Mm-hmm. I like you, you. I like big. I like big because you know what? We are in an era now where you got the big receiver, strong receiver, high pointing the high pointing the ball, making the plays. I like the idea of if you're going to go corner, you need a guy that can compete for the ball. Little. Are you Not just good. saying football things right now? Is that no? I'm serious about. I like going big. I mean, look at the receivers. Look at what they can do. You said high ability. points. You said high like points. four different football We're buzz t- phrases. It's draft right. season. What the hell do you expect from me? I'm not going to dial it down now. This, this is, is the time to dial it down. This is the fourth of the of the seven mocks we have rounded up here in the last couple of weeks. This is the fourth different cornerback going to the Vikings in the first round: Cam Smith, Deontay Banks, Emmanuel Forbes, and Tyreek Stevenson. And both Daniel Jeremiah and Mel Kuyper, two of the Mount Rushmore mockers, have cornerbacks going to the Vikings. Very interesting. So that's four that you said? On, There's on, I've seen, we've seen four different cornerbacks. Yeah. yeah. Can you give me heights? Uh, let me see here. All right. Oh, geez. High maintenance here. Well, I do. I, look, if we're going to run the draft, I want, I want to go the bigger the better. And the okay. you. Emmanuel Forbes for. is yep. six feet tall. Yeah, that's small. Let's see, Cam Smith. Oh, I'm going to get the golfer. Uh, so I want Cam Smith yeah. football. How tall is Cam Smith the golfer? Uh, Cam Smith football player, six foot four. Okay, I like that. Six foot four? I like the line. That's absurdly tall. That's massive for a cornerback. I can see why. Can see yeah, why. He's he's fa- but if he's fast, that's fine. And then, okay, Deontay Banks. I, I mean, he's got a big reach, which I which I like too to break up passes. Deontay Banks is Football. six foot two. That's standard. That's not bad. Six two is fine. Yeah, anything 
I mean, six six feet is kind of the, uh, the yeah, cutoff if you want to be like a normal size. And corner. you might be lying. Like yeah, you're probably like, like 5'11". Like at at yeah. six feet, you might be trying to lie, and then you, you get to the combine, and it turns out you're 5'7". Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> I like that. You're a liar. All right, so there you go. There's your mock draft roundup here on Purple Day. I want to mock! Daniel Jeremiah has spoken last week. We're a week late to this party. All right, that's a wrap on this bonus episode, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We'll hit you guys with some write-that-down predictions and an accountability session tomorrow. See ya.